Hey everyone, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to the latest edition of Parker X. Uh, I had a really good time with this episode. I got a chance to sit down with Romy Valera, the CEO of Pay by Phone, and uh, we went through his 30-year history in parking, and uh, I was uh, quite fortunate to actually sit with him on the day of that 30-year anniversary, so it was a good time. We also went through everything that Pay by Phone is up to, and uh, everything that they're going to be doing. It's, uh, it was a good time, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks. All right, I'm uh, Lester Mascot, and this is Parker X. And today we're sitting with Romy Valera, CEO of Pay by Phone. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing yeah. great. Uh, Thanks for coming out. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> Excited to be here. Yeah, it's a good time. Good times. So, uh, just to jump right, I usually just jump right into things. So, no reason to get a bunch of uh, other stuff there. But to kind of take us through, I mean, your career, because you have an amazing career in this industry. I know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually, you're mentioning my career, and I'm, I'm looking, uh, literally looking at my watch just so I can be reminded what day it is today. <laughs> so to tell you what, 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 why I did that is uh, today is my 30th anniversary in the industry. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And, and uh, hard for me to believe it all started, um, you know, 30 years ago in, in the city of Miami. And sometime around this time, 30 years ago, I was getting, uh, you know, being taught how to write a parking ticket in the city of Miami. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's how I started, um, you know, uh, looking for a job. Uh, and uh, as a result of my wife working in a bank, in a local bank, uh, ran into, you know, the director of parking and said, hey, my boyfriend's looking for a job. And uh, is there anything available? And he says, sure, we, we're looking for somebody to write parking tickets. So she comes home and says, I think I got you a job. <laughs> that's cool. And um, uh, and I tell her so and she tells me parking enforcement and I'm like, you know, please, that's a meter made. <laughs> so that that's how it all started. Yeah, and uh, um, I had a great career at Miami Parking, uh, Miami Parking Authority, and um, in eight my first you were there for a long time. Yeah, I did. Originally, I did eight years, okay. and and my first eight years, I had a couple of opportunities to get promoted. After a year and a half or so, I started. I became the parking enforcement supervisor. Okay. I had a staff of about 30-something PEOs, and um, because I started there, you know, it afforded me incredible credibility with the team. And uh, next thing you know, I, I they asked me to move on to On Street, and then I started managing meter collections and maintenance and special events and um, off-street parking. So they allowed me an opportunity to li literally go through the entire, you know. Uh, Whole ecosystem of all exactly. the different things, yeah. And this is a time when parking was really static. So think about that. This yeah. is this is an extremely manual process. Uh, parking tickets were still written. You you ripped the ticket off after you signed it, which was a, you know, it was a great moment. I mean, if you were a parking enforcement <laughs> officer, you, <laughs> you get to tear that ticket. And the, the sound of the tear, right, as you put in that windshield, gave you great pride. <laughs> So extremely static pro uh, process. And uh, so what I gathered from that experience was learning the, the industry from the very basics um, and the opportunity to learn how to lead and, and manage teams, uh, you know, with complex, you know, uh, responsibilities from a customer mm -hmm. perspective. And it allowed me also the opportunity to see, you know, to go from seeing the customer, um, you know, in, in our industry from being a, a violator to a consumer and a customer. And, and that's when I realized that this is an industry that was gonna afford me an opportunity to make a living. And that I really enjoyed, et cetera. I got involved with the Florida Parking and Transportation Association, the New Jersey Parking Institute, a gentleman by the name of Steve Manetti, 
and Lenny Beard gave me a call to I can go present on stuff that we were working on in Miami, which was again, That's you know, cool. thinking is really more about management. How do you collect sure. the meter? How do you keep the audit of an emit meter, right? So, um, and and I, you know, I started you know enjoying these platforms to talk about what we were doing, uh, and uh, next thing you know, I I had an opportunity with uh, IPI at the time uh, there to to do training, uh, frontline training. And uh, I traveled the country for three years, uh, training, parking enforcement, parking attendance, et cetera. Um, and again, another afforded opportunity to meet a number of folks in the industry who were leading organizations. Sure, yeah. And then at that time, the, the industry starts to get, starts to change. And you, you can start noticing that, you know, uh, you know, meters no longer have handles now. You could drop a coin and it was digital this or digital that. Parking enforcement started to change with with the digital automation started exactly. coming in automation off, street, off yeah. street, and things started you know kind of get a little bounce and 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 so things continue to get interested right and interesting, and I find myself again uh, uh, with another opportunity to come back to the parking authority as the deputy executive director, um, and at that point then it is all about economic development and we're using parking as an economic development engine. And I'm leading that organization and, and or in operations with uh, with Art Noriega, who's still there, and we are now building you know parking garages in conjunction with the private sector. So things to you know continue to evolve, and you know, technology continues to make its entry right at that point. And um, you know I end up uh, enjoying that for a few more years, and and in the end, and I end up uh, with Tim Haas and Associates as a consultant leading and opening an office and as an architect and engineering firm, which we had, you know, great success. <coughs> and um, then I go back and, and decide that I want to go back to uh, commercial operate operations, which is I rejoined standard parking at the time. And I'm tasked with leading a, you know, a uh, to building a vertical and municipal operations. And um, I did that for about uh, almost nine years with them. Um, we built you went through the transition to SP Plus. And absolutely, all that. Yeah. absolutely. I was there, you know, four years in. We um, the acquisition and merger with Central Parking. Okay. And um, which, have, you know, again gave me even a, a bigger platform to be able to, um, uh, from a national perspective, right? Um, I was tasked with the responsibility of building a vertical on a national level, and um, I did that. I enjoyed it. I had healthcare under me as well, a vertical and uh, higher ed. So I was exposed to you know the, the industry from different levels, different mar uh, market sectors. That's an invaluable experience. Yeah, and so you know if I had to put it on in, in perspective, right? It was almost like you, you know they give you a syllabus at the beginning of your yeah. you know, thirty years ago <laughs> and says, hey, you know you, you're going to do all these things, and then at the end of the at the end of the day, you're going to end up in a technology company and you're going to lead a technology company in North America. I would have probably walked out of class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I went through the whole, uh, I've always been on the park side, um, providing, you know, equipment, hardware, software, and being able to start in the field and actually see how everything gets put together, doing service work, and then project management going through all that, I wouldn't give that experience up for anything. It was everything that, it just, you just know, right? Yeah. You know these things when, you, yeah. when you're working on them. And, it, and it's always enjoyable when you talk to guys like yourself, you, you say, you know, when you look back, right, you've seen the progress and you've seen yeah. uh, how this whole thing has evolved and... Uh, and you start to see, you know, the impact of all these many things that have come together and uh, starting to uh, um, you know, make, make, make just making it a different industry. Uh, so from my perspective, I, I, I tell people, you know, my legacy is phenomenal. I, I love the legacy. Uh, but I, I'm using that legacy to be able to build and, and shift focus as to what, you know, our industry gonna, is going to look like in the next 5, 10 15 years and not allow that legacy to stop me from thinking or, you know, um, 
being a little different in the thought process. I think the discussions we're having with clients just from two years ago to now are just completely different. Completely different. We're we're yeah. talking about it's our, our apples and oranges from from all that perspective. Uh, again, thinking so static, and now everything is so completely dynamic, and everything we're doing is is based on a data strategy. Uh, people want to yeah. know, you know, it's available. You yeah. If you make a decision without looking at the data first, I exactly, mean, exactly. Why would you? Well, you know, how how long was the transaction? Why why was it that long? You know, could it be? Yeah. You know, it, it, things that you know we're asking ourselves that that, that we're that we're capturing, right? And then we're trying to f you know trying to to find a sol you know solution with some of the data we're collecting, so we can make it you know a, a different experience. Because at this point, it's it's that consumer base. So now you're with Pay by Phone. Yeah. How, how long has it been now? I joined the company in uh, December first. Okay. Uh, between when I ended up with SP Plus, I decided, um, you know, I had a, a, a corporate career of about nine years, and uh, I was an executive of, of the company, and I had the best job in the country, no question about it. I, I loved everything about it, and a great company, and they were very supportive, allowing me to be involved in the industry, the IPMI, et cetera. Um, you know, and other state and regional associations love speaking, you know, and conferences, et cetera. And um, it came to a point where I thought, you know, I, I always wanted to do something on my own, and then, um, decided I was going to open, you know, my own consultancy advisory firm, which was just me. And then a few months later, my son kind of joined me because he had spent a year in parking, writing parking tickets in the city of Miami as well. So I think when I was with that century, we engaged with you yes, uh, for yeah. help when we were in Florida. Yes, yes yeah. we did. Yes, yeah. we did. Absolutely. We, we worked on a project together. Exactly right. And and that's that I, I did that <coughs> for about 20 months. And, and, and part of that, you know, um, pay by phone was a client. And um, next thing you know, um, you know, VWFS, you know, who owns uh, a pay by phone, acquired pay by phone, uh, got extremely active with, with, with the company and assigned a global president and CEO and, uh, and Andy Gruber, which I just, you know, who, who I had started to kind of have some conversations about what my role was. And next thing you know, he we're having a conversation in Vancouver, and it, which is completely about, you know, what, what we want you to consider um, you know the the North American market and joining our our company, and and the reason I did was, at first it was you know I was humbled by Andy's you know offer that that he thought I was capable of of you know kind of charting a new course for the company. But what was really exciting was just the where the industry is going to be at right with as it relates yeah. to technology and payment and, and payment options and. Um, that I could have an impact in, in, in a very small uh, role, but that I could have an impact uh, based on my experience and, you know, with, with the network that I had to be able to play a role. And it was really, really exciting for me. I'm very excited about the where the industry is going and then, you know, the challenge of finding out where we provide value along the way. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think what's changed tr drastically from my perspective from, from the optics has been um, there's a real focus on, on the consumer. Yeah. And historically, uh, I think you and I both worked in the side where we were focused on the client and, yeah. and, and providing the client, you know, the tools. Sure. Um, no one had a relationship with the with the consumer. No it one was did. Just no one did. There yeah. was no way to measure that, you know, right? Other than a complaint that came in occasionally from the yeah. mayor's office or <laughs> or to your boss, right? And yep. they say, yeah, you know, Romy is not, you know, not responding. Uh, but it was a, you know, it's an afterthought. It was kind of like. Um, we, we ran this somewhat as a monopoly. It's like, you know, it, you have a choice, yes or yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that has changed because of, you know, the market has been extremely open and I, I think competition. The, the your parking has become part of your trip. 
Exactly. It, right. it is part of the experience. Yeah. Uh, you start planning for it now? Exactly. Before exactly. you leave? Think about, you know, in hospitality, like obviously hotels started to understand that. Uh, they, they wanted to have, you know, the valet to become an extension of the hotel, right? Sure. And then they started training these valet drivers as, you know, doormans and, and et cetera, right? So front, front house kind of thing. Um, and they started changing the perception that, you know, it was an experience uh, extension of, of, the, of the hotel. And then we in the on street or off street, we, st- we started kind of thinking, yeah, if we want to compete in that environment, you know, so oper- private operators where I was at, if we want to go out and get a contract with a hotel, we better understand that those are the dynamics that they're dealing with, which, which is consumer base. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. start seeing, uh, <coughs> yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Yeah. So, um, I, so pay by phone. When, when I was when I, when I first started pay by phone, I'd heard of him. Obviously, um, it's a great name. <laughs> great name. Yeah, <laughs> kind of kind of says everything right there. But uh, I, I for some reason I always thought of others when I thought of like these bigger, larger companies. And like all of a sudden overnight, it seems like, at least um, from my perspective, like pay by phone has emerged as the like the monster. Well, you know, in a good way, right? Yeah, Just all it's, of a it's, sudden. In a, it's in a great way. And part of it is it helps that, you know, your parent company is, you know, Volkswagen Financial Services. Right? Yeah, well, that helps. Um, it's a huge, <laughs> huge, huge, uh, huge deal. Uh, but what's really important, and I think why it's become, um, you know, has we, we've, re, you know, it's a rebirth of, of the brand, in, in, uh, at least in North America. We, we're a global brand. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're the leader in France. We're a leader in the U.K., um, and we're expanding into other countries in, 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 in Europe. Um, but the, the reason it resurfaces and we, you know, there's a re- rebirth of this brand is uh, because of the fact that there's a focus on mobility from, you know, not only from VWFSS, but also from, you know, from us here. Like we understand that, the mo- you know, the how we move from point A to point B is, is changing and has changing and we can help do that. So what all aspects does pay by phone cover now with the consumer? You know, we, uh, so from, we got a number of different products, but the, the focus has always been um, removing and reducing the friction that it takes for a consumer to, uh, to, to literally complete a parking session. Uh, and that to us has been why uh, <coughs> we've seen uh, the app rating be so so high in the iOS store, like 4.9, you know, 160,000 reviews, wow. yeah, or 4.8 in, you know, Android, et cetera. But, but because of the fact that we've made that experience, you know, one, two, three, multiple languages, um, you know, if you pick, you still pick up the phone and call and do a transaction on the phone if you, if you like. And there's, there's a market for that. So, um if you have an issue, you can still pick up the phone and have, get a live person. So we, we've, again, going back to the original point, consumer focus has yeah. been why it's become so uh, so interesting and so so successful for us. I mean, people always will gravitate towards the, the thing that requires the least amount of effort Absolutely. to handle, especially when it's something they really don't want to have to deal with to begin with. You're just going to move towards that kind of effortless, easy transaction you get to go deal with. So any way you can pull friction out of a situation it's going to be a win and if you can improve some revenues at the same time then you really yeah we you know and, and what we what we've done is we've identified again keeping an eye on the client which we've never lost focus mm-hmm. but understanding the consumer so a, a quick good example is the city city of miami and they're um they're collecting 93 <coughs> percent, 92 percent of their revenues is all through the pay by phone app really yeah and and is and it on and off street or just for on or for on street on street okay. uh and, and then to think about the fact, too, that they've been able to do that, uh, and there have been 50,000 downloads of the app in Spanish. Um, so multiple language. Again, yeah. 
consumer focus. And and this would have been yeah, this would have been a sector of that, you know, although it's fifty thousand, right? But but this would have been a sector that otherwise could have probably not interacted with the technology. But, you know, we, we made a conscious effort to, you know, add Spanish, right? And and we've added multiple languages, but to add a language where we can again reduce that friction and people can feel comfortable uh being able to navigate that. You know, that's really a company culture too i mean it has to be a company culture as well for that to really work and it sounds like it is absolutely it's again identifying uh, you know where are the areas of opportunities that were that we're missing right so uh, take vancouver for example uh, where there's a significantly high adoption rate as well and we're, we're doing processing over 1.3 million transactions a month wow but there's a f- sector of the of the community you know that you know speaks uh french uh oh my mandarin oh really yeah and uh, and we're targeting that, that that sector by adding you know Chinese Mandarin right and that is again focus on uh, you know the option is well don't worry about it you know it doesn't really it's it's maybe a small sector of the of the community but we've seen the results in Miami with fifty thousand uh, I can I can assure you that if if we have that same success then that increases the adoption and it increases the experience <coughs> for that consumer. It really speaks to your guys' dedication because character-based languages have always been challenging. Absolutely, automation and Absolutely. that sort of thing. So yeah. that's a that's hey, cool. We take great pride. We, you know, yeah. our, our our team takes great pride to be able to say, hey, you know, we're reaching a different market uh, that otherwise would have reached. And again, when I when I think of Spanish, we're reaching, you know, my my, my grandmother like in Miami that uh, would tell me, yeah, I, I would use the app, but I don't really understand it. And at that point, you know, then why are we going to exclude her from that experience? Uh, because I think a lot of people that are that English isn't their first language, a lot of them can speak it well. But when it comes to the reading and writing side of it, and so it, I mean that's perfect. And doing so in a in a technology, right? Yeah. So which is uh, again, that's that's what we're trying to do. It's really how do we focus on the adoption so we can remove that friction and increase the efficiencies of our client. So our client is you know focused. Our consumers are you know are happy. So is your focus always on street or is there? No, any we off street elements. No, we've deployed an off street solution out in um, in France, and uh, we're okay. getting ready to do the same here in, in the U.S. Um, one of the things is, you know, we we got maps, and you know, and we have we've had other options of things that we can add to the app, but uh, always focus that we're we're really really cautious that we don't want to remove or impact how the consumer views the experience, and and keeping it extremely simple. So, for example. You know, imagine, you know, I have multiple um, vehicles in my app, right? Because mm-hmm. you could do that. Yep. And, of course, three of my vehicles are my kids. And I, many of many times I get the call from my daughter says, I don't have money in my account, but can you please pay for my for my parking? And uh, I'm in zone, you know, one, two, three, four. So here I go and I go to my app. There's a picture of her car. So I hit, you know, I hit uh, parking session, enter the zone, et cetera. She's parking. And then I get another text from, you know, from my daughter says, hey, don't forget to, um, you know, to extend my parking. So I get a text now from 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 the app that says, hey, extend your parking. So. So, yeah. So what ha- what has done for me is it's enhanced my communication with my daughter. We speak more about parking now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, so what's new coming from pay by phone? Yeah, so I think you you saw you may have heard the announcement uh, Amazon Echo. I did. Uh, yeah. So uh, audio recognition in, in the car. Where um, you know one of the skills that Amazon Echo is going to add is you know the pay by phone uh, uh, technology, which is uh, about parking. So uh, we've always heard uh, the term that you know parking is going to become a dashboard event. But, you know, we know it's a phone event, right? So if you have a PDA, it continues to be a phone. Uh, so at this point, you know you're using you can use your um, you know your uh, Amazon Echo to basically start and begin a session uh, in parking, uh, which is really <coughs> really exciting for us. And what it says is just the 
our focus on you know what's happening with a vehicle and that really speaks really well to the organization too because when you think about um i keep I always go back to like the app store when like the iphone first came out like that was this green field for like app development and that's where voice is right now exactly like on the alexa skill voice skills yeah. that's like a completely green field for app development yeah it, re- it really is it, it cha- it's a game changer you know from 100 percent from our perspective and you know it's it can it can now really move from so from so if you're thinking about from a safety perspective right it, it, it removes the fact that you know we you no longer need your eyes on your on your dashboard or on your phone right for that matter i'm i'm super excited about because i've always i always wanted the situation where i could be at my house i could say i want to go to dinner yeah i get the reservation for dinner and it's like hey i want to park yeah you know within like 500 feet of where i'm going and like sort that out and then have that like flow from right into my home right into my car and just have it be this kind of you know, if you choose, right, because the, <coughs> the technology allows you, if you choose, you know, you once you drive up, it, it'll literally say, hey, you're in zone one or two. And now you have to say, you know, I want to park in, I, I start my parking session. Cause it's that reco- easy. It, reco- it, it really is. So it, wow. it's now we're down to reducing that friction even further, right? So the interactions even further, um, which is really, really exciting because everything is that we're going to focus about, I think the future of what we're going to see from an on-street perspective is really going to be about compliance. Sure. So compliance, TNCs are going to have to comply. You know, micro mobilities are going to have to comply. And that compliance meaning about touching the curb, whether we do it from a, you know, on a per session basis or do we do it on a registration basis, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there's going to have to be a time for that. And I get asked the question, why? And the, the reason is, well, because there's great conflict for that curb. And every time that there's great conflict and great demand, things have to be managed. And that's just the of reality of it. So how do you feel like for pay by phone? Because I mean, there's a lot of cities, there's a lot of pressure to monetize the curb, and they're actually removing parking spaces from the curb to make room for, like I said, the TNCs, delivery, that sort of thing. So I mean, at some point, there's going to be less inventory on the curb. Um, it's, I think I don't know if it's going to be less. I think it's going to be re, you know reassigned inventory. Can you become part of that transaction Abs- for like a delivery? Absolutely. So UPS or FedEx wants to deliver. Cities want to monetize that. Exactly. So think about, um, so when we're talking, the industry talks about dynamic pricing, you know, congestion mm-hmm. pricing. We're talking about, you know, a dynamic curb. And, you know, this is a digitized curb. So from a map perspective, when you look at your yeah. map, you know, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you know, that's that's transient parking. But before 8 a.m. is loading zone or commercial parking. <coughs> and after 8 p.m. is residential parking. So imagine. That sounds like San Francisco. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But now you're, you're digitized, right? And, and you know, and some cities, some major cities are much more advanced than that. But this could happen, you know, in er- any, any city, small city, small town, that still they have just as much conflict and just as much demand as San Francisco does, just as small a scale. Um, and they do need a solution, and they do need to manage that. And um, you know, it, and it's you know, we're going to play, we're going to focus to play, continue to play a big role in that. I think that would be huge to actually focus on all those other uses of the curb. Absolutely. Um, any idea to move towards like residential management, like the residential parking plans? We're, and yeah, we're doing we're, plans. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that um, in a number of cities. But you know, I go back home where I live in Miami. But so the residents of Miami. Um, you know, with, this is a useful tool, right, for, for cities. When there was a need to increase the rates, uh, the on-street rates, um, the city agreed that then residents were, the residents, the rate was not going to impact the residents. It was going to impact visitors, okay. et cetera. So, you know, residents register through our, you know, through our app, and, you know, they are you know, validated as residents. And when they do park, they get a significant discount for parking as a resident. 
So, uh, and there's resident parking programs, you know, in their neighborhoods as well, where, you know, you have to interact as a visitor with the app. If not, you know, if you're not a registered res- resident, then you, you obviously get a It always surprises me what you have to, like, if you park in a certain area, like in a where there's a residential parking program, like, the owner has to go on to some website and print off, like, a permit. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, yeah. We're, that's all incredible friction and frustration. It is, it really and, fr- is. and frustration. You I never mean, do it right. Imagine someone saying, hey, man, I'm outside, and I said, oh, hold on, don't park yet. I'm going to go print your pass, or I'm going to go register you. That just doesn't work. I mean, that just there's, there's not, that's not a good experience. No, it's not. No. Wow. So when will the app be rolled out, or is it already released? No, that's that we're released. I mean, oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, but the 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 Amazon Alexa. Scale. Oh yeah, that you know. So we're we announced it, and you know we're just getting ready to roll that out. That's just you know that the deal is done. So we're now working on just getting it and making it available. So, so Park so uh, so the Alexa Fund just recently invested in Parkwiz as well. Yeah. How's that? Is there a conflict there, or is it going to be similar services? Or no, uh, you know, we we view the industry as as an industry that is it's tr- extremely fragmented as it relates to all these payment uh, yeah. options and systems and extremely. things of that nature. Yeah, and uh, you know, our focus is we we want to make sure that you know that we that we can compete in a platform that allows all these different payment options and and opportunities, and that it is a consumer that makes that decision of who they're going to use. So. You may remember this, but you know I'm old enough to remember that at one point I had a a, a check card for my bank, and that check card had a you know it was uh, had a brand on it, and you could only draw withdraw money in that you know in yeah. in, in, in that in that <laughs> bank or that yeah. cash machine, right? Um, well, that's gone now. We you could be anywhere in, in the world and go to you go to the ATM and and take out cash, uh, and they'll connect you to your bank, and you know there'll be fees, et cetera, but. At some point here, you know, this this level has to this platform has to play a role where we can then the consumer chooses, and then we're going back to when we started, focus on the consumer and and the touch point with the consumer, and that's and that's where we we see this. So, uh, it's super exciting. Absolutely, that's cool. Absolutely. Um, how how should people reach out to? Pay by phone. What's the best way? Just through the website, or yeah, our website. We we have uh, multiple ways to get in touch with us. But uh, you know, sales at pay by phone. Uh, you know, it, it goes to everyone in the organization, okay. and, and we we respond immediately. Um, and, and you know, I know our call our offices as well. You know, uh, our our app has a phone that literally goes to a live customer support nice. service. Um, so it, even if you want to transact by phone, you can still do that. I love that just because it you know. It, it's not up to us how people want to do business with us. Yeah. And if we can make as many channels open as possible and be able to provide an experience for consumer choice. Yeah. Consumer nah, that's choice. That's awesome. Well, hey man, thank you for thank you for stopping by. This has been fun. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's you know, I get to celebrate my 30 uh, year yeah. anniversary with you, so it couldn't couldn't be <laughs> Happy a better anniversary. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh really really having a good time doing this. Uh, and I'm Super happy with the reception it's gotten from our industry. And I'm just amazed by the number of followers and listeners that we get that grows seemingly every week. So thank you. Uh, Please give feedback. Please subscribe. And uh, keep listening. Thanks. Thanks.